0: welcome to the crazy dre podcast show ladies and gentlemen boys and girls thank you for popping in to the aka crazy Crockett show the crazy dre podcast show i'd like to thank everyone out there that's listening i'd like to thank uh uh those who are coming back on the show um my podcast is based on life and the journey and for myself and i created a podcast so i have something to talk about and i'm going towards sports and more popular items in my life and in general I'm trying to make it more into an everyday event 20 and 30 minutes long uh, I don't have I don't think I really have a lot of material to to just constantly talk about without having another uh, person with me um, my uh, my uh, podcast has changed a little bit I'm probably not going to have uh certain people on the show no more uh that's probably has changed i'm going to probably uh well i'm probably going to have ron on the show still i think ron and i can still find things to talk about and we both have enough time to to discuss things about life but but today folks i hope that the weekend of of um of other days weekend i hope everyone had a great time i hope everybody got a chance to see their father uh i th- i hope that everyone that their father or grandfather has passed away uh there's a deep uh connection that you had with that grandfather or that father that recently passed away or passed away over 10 years ago or whenever so um to all the fathers in the world thank you for for uh taking care of your kids and thank you for uh supporting your wives and um all right folks. I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about sports today. I'm gonna talk about the US Open. I'd like to think first of all, I'd like to uh, congratulate Winder Clark for winning the US Open. Uh his storyline goes the fact that he uh his mom encouraged him to play sports and um uh, and when he was in college his mom passed away and it is a very inspirational story for a young man like that. I think that uh, I think we can take a lesson by that It's like when sometimes when bad things happen to you or or situations where you can't control or someone or someone of your loved one have passed away um life keeps moving on life is a journey life is is a is a path and and hopefully that uh Wyndham Clark feels that his uh, mom was with him during the tournament or or some form of a spiritual connection. And, and it, it was cool. It was nice to see him win. I was a little disappointed with the f- crowd, though, folks. I think the crowd there was a little bit disappointing because everyone was pulling for... Uh, everyone was pulling for... For... Uh, for Ricky Fowler. And I think and I think that even the announcers and the broadcasters Saturday, I mean Friday and Sat through Sunday, even when Ricky scored a sixty two on the first day, I mean it was just the media was really on the case about they really want to see Ricky win a a major. And he hasn't won a major yet but i was kind of disappointed in the crowd i mean obviously some of the crowds were very happy for mr clark but i did i think that if it was ricky and i think it was a, if, if it was for roy mcelroy i think the crowd would have been a lot louder so saying that maybe maybe the crowd didn't know much about mr Cl- uh, mr clark uh this young man and uh they didn't give him the attention or applaud that he deserved so the one thing i've noticed when i watched the pga or the u.s open is that the announcers on saturday kind of was talking about that the that the golf course was going to dry up and that eventually it would be difficult for the golfers to To lay up or to actually have the ball land on the on the greens without bouncing off the green. Or the wind wasn't going to be as enough, much as a factor as it was supposed to be. But I think clearly you could tell that because of the golf course's relatively long, and certain holes are very long for par 3 or par 4, people like Ricky was going to was gonna struggle. And I think on Saturday when when Clark and McRoy and even Shuffler was starting to make a move, I think when you're sitting there watching watching golf on at in your hotel that early in the morning and then you see these guys making a run, you're gonna put pressure on you. So I think that Ricky's got a little peer pressure on the fact that the fact that he was sitting there waiting and waiting and everyone, everyone was moving on up. And then by Sunday he choked. And I think that's something that Mr. Fowler does by default. I don't know why he does that. Uh, he had a great putting game through Thursday and Friday. Um, but I think on Sunday it was just a different day. I think it was difficult for him to reach the greens on a par five with with uh, with, with two shots where Wyndham Clark or Roy or anyone else could get the ball there. But for Ricky, it was a little difficult. And I think with Ricky uh, falling behind, he had to take more chances and he made a lot of bad shots, or he hit a lot of bad shots. He was pushing the ball or he was swinging the ball and I was swinging the club way too hard, and the ball was going everywhere and that same thing kind of happened to Roy McElroy uh when he he was taking a lot of chances, there was at least one hole I think it was sixteen or fifteen. Where he could have hit the green because of his strength. It was only like a 300 and some yard, uh, 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 it was only like 300 and some yards of a hole, and he hit it right in the bunker. So I think, again, I think we got to give credit where credit is due. With Wyndham Clark. He played every, I mean, I'm telling you, he played almost every shot perfectly. He knew that, he kind of subconsciously knew by watching the scoreboard that Fowler was falling apart. Scotty Scheffler could not hit a putt to save his life. And then by seeing that, he could actually maybe relax a little bit. However, his caddy did say to him before the tournament, "Like, play like an athlete." So what that means is that he played like he wanted to win it all, no matter what. So he didn't allow other players to dictate his style of play. He basically went out there and said, "I'm going to win this tournament," and he did. So congratulations to to Juan and Clark for this first major. Uh, Ricky, we are pulling for you. We really want you to win a major before you retire. I would hate to be I would hate to have you to be the next Greg Norman who did not win a major. He just fell apart. He came close with the Masters in nineteen ninety six or thirty over maybe twenty five or thirty years ago. But Ricky's got plenty of time and I hope when he comes back he'll He'll go shoot for the shoot for the greens and everything else. Now, let's talk about Roy McIlroy for a split second. I've never seen NBC or the PGA Tour talk so much about Ricky about about Roy McIlroy, and Roy McIlroy has won a major in nine years. Is so he's 0 and 32 of the last majors, and I don't get it. He's a good golfer. Let's be real. He's got two kids now, I think. I know he's got two kids. I think he, he had his first kid over a year and a half or two years ago. So I think people need to realize that when you have a wife and kids, your life changes completely, especially when you have kids and they're over the pond or over the – or you know, in over the Atlantic, and it takes away from the you know, it takes away from practice. When he when Roy goes back home, and I don't even think he's playing this week in the PGA, so he's probably somewhere back at home, and he's probably babysitting the kids. So i I think that I think the PGA Tour needs to give Roy a a a a a, a break. I really do. I think they really need to give him a break. I think it'd be, I I think they need to stop trying to make him the next Tiger Woods or, or, or the bear or anyone, or like Gary player or whoever is the theme guy for the PGA. Who's ever the A guy or the next Dustin Johnson, you know, Dustin Johnson's in the, in, in the live golf league. So, so I just think that they need to stop with this Roy hasn't won a major in nine years. Will he win or will he not? I don't think it's a big deal. I think you need to keep progressing towards the new stars and the new guys and the new athletes who are coming in. And for a while they did that with Tiger Woods, and Tiger Woods wasn't playing at all for like a year and a half, and he, and he didn't. And he didn't do so well in the last majors and the the Masters, and I'm so happy that they didn't really bring him up during the U.S. Open because Tiger Woods is really basically not relevant. So focus on your newcomers, the new guys. I think I think uh, Victor Halvin he just broke down. In the I mean, he just didn't have his A game. He just did not have his A game. I think Bert Kopka, I think he won the last, well, he clearly won the last major, so he won the PGA Championship. And I don't know, maybe he couldn't turn it on, he couldn't turn that button on, or he just couldn't do it. So I I, I would assume that the next major that comes up, the British Open, I think Kopka might be within the top 10. I don't know about, I'm not really sure about Roy. I think Roy might be pretty good, but I couldn't tell you much about Ricky Fowler. I don't know if he's going really, if that uh for falling apart for the US Open is gonna be an issue with him in the at the at the British Open. Uh DeShamble always looks awkward. God bless his soul. I love how he's a smart kid. He's a physicist. He uses numbers. His guy, his whole club, his whole bag of clubs are the same size. But I'm telling you, DeChambeau, I think that you being that stubborn and not just realizing that the golf club will do its work as long as you have a perfect swing. Because when I see you even try to hit a a sandwich or you trying to hit a a putter it just you look like you're uncomfortable and it looks like when every time you put the ball the ball goes to the left and i don't know why but it, it just looks unnatural so i would look look if i were you i would stop being stubborn Get yourself golf clubs that fit and you're not having that weird hand. I mean, your hands, every time I see you golf, every time I see you with uh, whether whether iron, I just feel like your arms are so out of place. I feel like you're deliberately not trying to use the rest of your body and you're just using your arms. That's what I see. And that's really what I see. So... I'm sorry, Deshambo. I mean, I was on your team. I was, I, I like you a lot. I like how you you're a physicist guy. You're a science guy. You like you have other things to talk about or think about. But I think with golf, you have to let the golf gods tell you the truth, and you not using the right clubs is what they will be telling you right now. All right. So enough about ripping up the shambles feelings because it's not worth to destroy a man's uh, um, uh, uh, ego. Let's go talk about well. We're gonna talk about the basketball. We're gonna talk about the NBA. So there's a trade that's I keep seeing see on Twitter. So they want so Detroit Piston fans. This is for you. This is for you. God bless you. So, I'm a Detroit Pistons fan. They're saying that they want to trade the New Orleans Pelicans. They want to trade Zion Williams, the guy from Duke. They only played one year in Duke. He's just a massive man. Who doesn't play basketball? He's always hurt. There's always an excuse. There's always something about Zion Williams. I've never seen a big guy that big, that strong, that doesn't want to play basketball. But I'll get to that point. So they want to trade Isaiah Stewart from Detroit Pistons and another Detroit Piston player like Ivy. And I swear to God, if the Detroit Pistons trade Ivy for Zion Williams, I will purposely never watch Detroit Pistons ever again. Ever again. I think Zion Williams is a far better player. He's a far better athlete. He is he is a very, very well balanced player. He has he seems to have a purpose to play basketball. And and he comes from a family line of baseball players. So what I'm saying here, folks, Zion Williams Shouldn't go anywhere. You know why? You know why? Because Zion Williams does not want to play basketball. I've never seen a man. No, I have seen a man who doesn't want to play basketball. Shaquille O'Neal doesn't want to practice. You know? Allen Iverson did not want to practice. But Zion Williams doesn't want to play basketball. And I think this is a perfect example of where the NBA is actually going. It's going to be difficult for the NBA to keep people or athletes involved in playing this game, the sport, because 82 games a year isn't worth it to these players anymore. They get paid too much. They they earn their money before they play a a single game in the in the league. So these guys are signing for free agency about, no, I'm sorry. They're signing their, their draft pick. Number one draft picks are playing for 30 to $40 million a year. $30, $40 million, three or four years. That is that rookie contract. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. The second round drafters that come in the draft pick, they don't stay long at all. They don't. They just disappear. But I think the NBA has got a huge problem. They got a huge problem. They got guys that, they got audience that doesn't care about LeBron James. He's too old. He's not relevant. And I don't even know, I mean, even if even if LeBron James did not flop and did his flopping stuff, I just don't think people care. And I think the only people that care about the NBA are business people and people who are unfortunately living in the in the projects of the of the bigger cities in the United States. And the NBA is losing feel. And I don't think that people I think I think one thing that they need to do for the nba and i think this is one thing i think first of all i think they should cut down the season down to like 60 games i think i think they should make the the playoff to be more like the ncaa tournament and i think that 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 they need to have this standard like of street ball basketball So what I mean is like the guy could check them on the court or the defense could check the player on the court and none of these loosely floppy fouls are caught anymore. And I really do think the NBA really needs to focus on certain nights for the NBA TV. I don't think people need to watch the NBA every single night. They're going to lose the audience. There's not... There's not enough there's not enough time during the weekday to watch an NBA basketball game on a Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday night at 10:30. At 10:30, I'm in bed. I am not going to watch I am not going to watch the LA Lakers and the Nuggets play a regular season game on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. I just won't do it. Any and I don't have NBA pass. So how am I going to watch that game on a Wednesday night or a Monday night when I don't have the NBA pass? Of course, you got Tuesday and Thursday nights TNT, and then you have Wednesdays and Friday nights ESPN. But but if, if I don't want to watch the Nuggets and the Lakers, I'm not going to watch that game. So the NBA needs to change something up. I don't know what they need to do. I think they need to at least cut down the season. I think they need at least have the NCAA tournament uh, uh, a platform like that. I just NBA just is just not fun, and I and I would think the the one biggest problem that you have with the NBA that I would tell you is this: white people don't play basketball in America anymore. When I say so, when I mean white people. I'm talking about white Americans. They just don't play basketball. This is why we go to Europe to go at people like Nikola uh Jokic. This is the MVP player for the Nuggets that won the NBA the NBA finals for the Nuggets over over the Heat. And and Jimmy Butler was supposed to be the next big thing, the next Michael Jordan. I guess that's what you want to call it. The next Michael Jordan. But the NBA is not looking good. They don't have... They don't keep people interesting anymore. Unless you're trying to get out of the... So what projects. Which is a very... Very... Iffy thing to say. Because you can't assume that everyone... Who is black is poor. So... Maybe they're just playing basketball because it's fun to do and they're really good at it. Not so much that they need to get to the NBA to make money because people are getting smarter. However, i tell you who's not getting smarter is the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have decided to trade has decided to trade Chris Paul to the Wizards well, actually, yeah. Actually, my bad. The Phoenix Suns are doing a smart thing. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think they are. They are doing a smart thing. So the Phoenix Suns want to trade Chris Paul, a point guard, and they'll receive the Wizards' shooting point guard Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal scores 23.1 points per game. He's a he has a 84% free throws, 36.5 three-pointers, 5.4 assists. And Chris Paul only scored about 13.9s last year, 83% of free throws, 8.9 assists, and 1.5 steals. So we have to really think about this. Why are they trading a point guard who is more willing not to score and pass the ball more? Maybe because he can't hit shots no more. Maybe maybe the Phoenix Suns need a third player so that Devin Booker or Kevin Durant can, can shoot with ease. Because if you have three shooters on your team, then then it gives the other two guys much more a of a relaxed mode of just shooting the basketball into the hoop. It makes it easier for players because they're not being pressured into that moment. That's the only way I can put it. But what they're losing is probably a leadership on the court. Now, I can't tell you... If Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul has got one one problem that keeps coming up, is that he's not a really great teammate. I think he might be a nice guy with the guys, but I think with him and other players, he's not like that. He just isn't like. He's just not. His his teammates don't love him. They just don't love him. Okay. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe he doesn't get along with other players. Maybe that's why uh, Devin Booker is still with the Phoenix Suns and Monty Williams got fired maybe because it's Chris Paul. It has nothing to do with the fact that they couldn't get to the NBA Finals. So I don't think Monty Williams was the problem for the Phoenix Suns. I think maybe it was Chris Paul. Maybe it is. He keeps having problems with years ago with Harding and other and other players in the past. Hell, I think he got into a face with Rondo years ago in Houston. But you know what? Saying that, I don't I don't I just think the problem with the NBA right now is this. Is that there's too much drama off the court. People are flopping. It's like a WWE moment and you get players pretending to fight each other so that the ratings go up. So when I see like five fights within ten nights in the NBA, you know what I see? And they're not really throwing punches. I see that they're paying the players to pretend that they're, they're, they're arguing with each other physically. That's bad for basketball. That's bad for sports. It's just a game. All right, folks. Hopefully that was my point of view and your point of view of what I thought about the sports. Sports of the week or the weekend. So I'd like to thank you for uh, popping in, back in there. I hope everyone has a good week, work week. Um, If you are struggling with life, I hope that you... uh, Find someone to talk to. Um there's always people out there that love you, that will listen to you and compliment you and and make your life worthwhile. I I hope they do. So regardless of what happens this sports week, just know that your life is worthwhile as well. So thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. You can always find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, yeah, peace, love, and I'm out of here.